you know, I was sitting here just enjoying the Lord. And there's not a single person that's up here today that the wonder of God has not been manifested in in the last six months in a big-time way. I mean a big-time way. Uh, I think of Elisa. She's a worshiping machine. She doesn't even know yet what all is going to be rising up in her. But as I was sitting there thinking about this, the, the idea that it seems that there is a creative stream, that there is a stream of creativity being released from the Lord. And the Lord said, you're almost right. He said, but it's not a stream, it's a river. Streams go into a river, make it bigger. And so he brought me to this verse. And I said, well, Lord, I don't want to miss what you have. I don't want to miss what you're doing that's creative, that's fresh, that's found in the river. What does it take to get in that? What does it take to stay in that? And so I came to this verse in Psalms 36. I'm going to read it to you and then comment on it a little bit. He says, Psalms 36, verse 5, he says, Your loving kindness, O Lord, extends to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like a great deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Boy, he just talks about the majesty of the Father and how good he is and how righteous he is and how faithful he is. And that that song, you've been faithful all of my days. You've been faithful. You've been good to me all of my days. He just starts off by just proclaiming the wonders of the Father. And he says, how precious is your loving kindness, O God. And he says, and the children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. And the children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. Where can I go to find peace? Where can I go to find comfort? Where can I go to pull myself out of the fear that's being proposed Everywhere you turn, he says, under the refuge, in the refuge of the shadow of your wings, close to you. He says, they drink their fill of the abundance of your house. You give them to drink of the river of your delights. There it is. How do I get into that? By drinking of the river of your delights. The delights of the Lord, the wonder of the Lord, he says, is like a river. He says, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there is where I find your mystery. There is where I find that part of you 
that I do not now know or understand. You are larger than what I can perceive. There is still a mystery about you, which means there is more about you to experience and to be known. In oceans deep, my faith will stand. See, here's the thing about drinking out of a river. You can't drink the same water twice because it's flowing. You can't step in the same place twice. But the water you drink now is gone. You can't come back and drink that water again. And he says, that's the delight of the Lord. We have this tendency that we want to bottle it up. We want to store it up. It's so good, we want to just put it in a bucket. And and then whenever I, I need it again, I go back there. And that's real easy to do. God reveals something to us. He shows us something, and we kind of think, okay, that's it. I've got to hold on to that, and I've got to go back to that because there's not going to be any more. Or there's this new expression of God, or this, there's this move of God where God does something just miraculous and wonderful and reveals himself. And we think, okay, we've got to hold on to this and go back to it. But that's not a river. I've been to Toronto when the movement was there. I was here. I got saved in the Jesus movement whenever all of that was taking place. Seen the charismatic movement come and go. We went to Brownsville. We've seen what God was doing up there. And there's a real tendency to take take that and, and bucket it up, so to speak. Because I'm going to go back and drink out of that. That's where the good stuff happened. Some of us were a part of what happened at Beverly Hills. And we think, boy, if we could just have that again, if we could just do that again and make that happen again. But the problem is the wonders of God are found in a river and not in a bucket. They're not found in what was. They are found in what is and what he's doing now. And in order to grab, in order to taste What's coming by now, we have to set our bucket down. (laughs) Set your bucket down. See, the picture that he has, God, in Jeremiah, let me read this to you. He brings an indictment against the people. And here's what he says. My people have committed two evils. You think only two? First of all, he says, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. They have forsaken what's fresh. They have forsaken what's here today. They have forsaken what's moving. It's no mistake that in the first book, first verse of the Bible, it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form, and the Spirit of God was what? Moving, hovering over the face of the earth. He's not, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he doesn't have to be the same to me yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Because there's more of him to discover. 
there's more of him to realize. As good as these movements were, as good as these things were, there's more of God to come and to understand. And he says, they have forsaken me. The fountain, the fountain comes and it's flushing up and it's moving and it's life and it's present. Here's what they did. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. I can assure you, your bucket is going to go dry. Because it's cracked. It can't contain the life of God. The life of God is found in the river. It's found in the flow. It's found in what comes and what's here today. And I've got to be willing to recognize, you want to know why I've been dry? You want to know why it seems to be so dull, why it seems to be so boring? Your bucket's empty. And we're going, God, fill my bucket. And he's going, I don't want to fill that. He's got a crack in it. I want you to drink from the river of living water that's here today. And in order to do that, release the past. Release what was had, what was done. Was it good? Yes. Was it for the moment? Yes. What was for the moment is not for today. And our heart must come to the place that we recognize, Father, there is more of you than what I know. There is more of you than I'm experiencing. That's not an indictment. That is just reality that says God is so much bigger than my comprehension. His love is so much bigger. I mean, I just think of the expressions of God's love that were revealed here in these guys and in many of you that we thought there's no more love to be had for these. And yet God comes and reveals more, reveals more expresses himself more, shows himself to be greater, shows himself to be beyond what we comprehended him to be. How do I experience? How do I get in on? How do I continue to stay in the stream? Best way I know to do it is recognize the life of God is a river. And I drink today. And if I'm going to have life, I'm going to have to drink tomorrow. I can't just store it up and live off of what happened in the past. It was good. It served a purpose. It may have been the foundation for where we are today. It may have been a building block that was on the foundation, but it's not where he is today. It was a process and a work in us to get us to this place. And he doesn't want us to camp where we were. He wants us to walk when the light moves, when the fire moves, and when the cloud moves, and to respond to what he's doing now. So I encourage you. This is what it's been like for me, to go to the Father and say, Father, I don't know what I need to know. See, that's the thing about it. We don't even know what we need to know. Father, I don't know what I need to know. But I know what I know in what I need to know. Did you get that? I don't know. I don't know what I need to know. But I know what I know is not what I need to know. I need to know what you tell me today and what you show me today. And that's what the body of Christ is supposed to look like. 
drawing life daily, daily from the river and bathing in it, enjoying the delights of the Lord. Look at what that verse is again in Isaiah, in Psalms. Let me find it again. For with you, you give them to drink of the river of your delights. Find my delight in the Lord. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Amen? It's good. What he's doing is good. What he did was good. What he did isn't what he's doing. What he's doing is fresh. And I've got to be willing to embrace it and say, Father, I want what you're doing now. I want to know what you're doing today, and I want to know how to participate with that. And it's a struggle because what we know, we knew. And it was safe. It wasn't safe when it started. But it became safe, and we're comfortable with it. And what he does now doesn't seem safe. It seems uncomfortable. Well, I promise you, before the Holy Spirit becomes the comforter, he becomes the discomforter. And sometimes that discomfort is just in showing you, your cistern's cracked. There's no water in there. And we keep going to it, trying to get water out of it. Trying to reproduce it, trying to make it happen. And then it becomes superstition. Well, if you do this, you'll get God to do that. And you lose the reality of his presence today. So, Father, we just acknowledge to you that you are a living, vital, moving, creative God. And that all the things you have done have been to bring us to this point, that we can enjoy more of you that we have more of you to bring to the world, that we have more to you to share with the world. Father, remind us in your light we see light, but in your light we can dispel darkness. We don't have to fear it, that we can go with boldness and confidence into those arenas where there's no light. If we have drank from your delights and we're delighting in the Lord. So we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in these lives and we want to be a part of that. And we bless you that you are faithful and we give you glory for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Any questions? God is so good. Happy Mother's Day, Mother. Mothers. You're doing good.